Welcome to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that is different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Starting With One podcast, Success Leaves Clues series. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We believe sound financial advice improves people's lives. We're also brought to you by ARIA Benefits. Employers are telling us this is the tightest labor market they've seen in the last 20 years. In fact, a recent study by Eagle Hill Consulting shows that 25% of workers plan to leave their current jobs for new opportunities post-COVID. At ARIA Benefits, we believe well-designed employee benefit plans enhance people's lives. Our team designs innovative, modern programs that attract and retain top quality employees so that you get the most out of your biggest investment, your people. ARIA Benefits. Together, we'll hit all the high notes. Well, let's get started. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, here with my co-host and business partner, the road biker himself, Al McDonald. Mm -hmm. Al, what do you say? Well, uh, I'm actually very excited about this podcast and very interested because, as you know, our guests today already set themselves a really, really high bar because we've had a conversation with them previously. And I think when we both got off that conversation, we said we should have just hit record at that time. So I'm very interested to see if they can live up to themselves, actually, because (laughs) our first conversation with them was so good. Well, this time we are recording. And again, as you said, we had such a great conversation last time. I really, really are, I'm looking forward to this and, uh, and I'm super excited. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Our guests today are Sheba Zaidi and Genevieve Savandrenegam. And I, and I probably butchered that a little bit, uh, Jen, so I, I apologize. But Sheba and Jen are the founders of Mahara Mindfulness, a contemporary lifestyle brand with a mission to create products and experiences that offer people a stepping stone into the world of mindful practice and personal transformation. Mahara's first project, the Human Being Journal, was created as a direct response to the global pandemic that we're all living through to help people manage mental health and reflect holistically. The journal has been featured in Oprah Magazine as part of Oprah's Healthy Living O-List and Jessica Alba's Wellness Guide. You can learn more at maharamindfulness.com or on Instagram at maharamindfulness. Welcome to the show, guys. So glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no, it's great. As Al said at the top of the intro, I mean, we had such a good conversation. And and it's funny, we, we book these as 15-minute discoveries just to find out if there's a good fit. And you know, Al and I got off that call and, and to Al's point, we wish we had pressed record because we, I think we spoke for an over an hour that day. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. so good. And we're like, oh, we should have recorded that and just released it. As it is. So, I know. Here's what we're here to talk about, because you do have such an interesting story and I really want to jump into it and hear that journey. But why don't we start with how did Mahara Mindfulness come about? Yeah. So Mahara Mindfulness, I mean, there's a long answer to this and a short answer to this. So we'll just go with the shorter one. So Jen and I met over a decade ago in our corporate communications career, we were both part of the same PR agency, and we just like instantly sort of connected. And through that connection, we both discovered that individually, we had these really rich spiritual lives that we had sort of been cultivating for a very long time. You know, we had been avid meditators and journalers and experimented with breathwork and just were generally interested in that space. 
And during the course of our friendship and during the course of being colleagues, we also happened to launch a wine tour business on the side as sort of a side hustle with our other friend, Aaron Burry. And that was sort of something we did while we kept our corporate careers, just to sort of get a sense of what entrepreneurship would feel like. And, you know, that business is actually still operational. We're going into our fifth year. But I think between Jen and my interest in mindfulness and the fact that it was such a big part of our lifestyle and our careers and sort of doing the side hustle and really getting a feel of what entrepreneurship would feel like. What we found in 2018 is that we were both sort of in a crossroads in our professional life and our personal life where, you know, we'd had this amazing communications run and we were looking to sort of level up and move into something more meaningful, move into something more mission driven. And we'd had the taste of entrepreneurship and we really loved it. And we loved that autonomy. We loved this idea of like coming up with concepts and seeing them come to life. And so we kind of had a really honest conversation and we said, you know, do we want to move into this full time, take that massive leap? And it's frankly scary, but I think we were both ready. And then in early 2020, we both decided to sort of jump and go into it full time and launch Mahara Mindfulness. And it really was deeply personal for us both, because like I said, it was something that we both practiced, but we also wanted to make a difference in people's lives. What a scary time to be launching a company, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, right when the pandemic hit. So kudos to you. And, and I love to hear that entrepreneurs have not been scared away. I mean, they're looking for opportunities. And, and I'm having those conversations with startups now as well. So it's very encouraging from a business perspective to hear that people are saying, okay, well, I've hit a bit of a wall. Now what? And people are not giving up and, and they're adapting and moving forward. So, so I love to hear that. And I love what you guys have done in particular. Because again, here we are over a year later. And I said to Al, I said, it's still very surreal for me when I wake up and realize what we're living through in history. Mm -hmm. And you guys came to the table with something that I think is incredibly important. And mental health, I hear it every day from business owners. They're so concerned about their employees and their well-being. And what a great product and service that you've brought to the table. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. Jen, can you talk a little bit about uh, how you came up with the idea for the Human Being Journal and specifically maybe describe uh, what it is that's uh, unique about it? Yeah, well, so the idea for our journal was actually sparked a few years ago. Shiva and I actually spent a whole week watching this webinar series that Oprah did with Eckhart Tolle, who's a spiritual leader. And in that webinar series, Eckhart talks about what it means to live a fulfilled life as a human being. And he speaks to the human side as what we do in our life. So it's our outer selves and our earthly identifiers of success. So for example, things like our careers, finances, relationships, and then he speaks to the being side. And that's really the true essence of who we are, which is timeless and formless. So that includes things like our spirit, our creativity, our passion, and how we give back to the world. And it's only when we're able to bridge the two sides, the human side and the being side, that we can really unleash our full potential. And when Shiva and I heard this concept, it just instantly clicked. It was so simple, but so powerful. And it stuck with us for years and really didn't know at the time what we were going to do with that idea, but we knew it was something important. And fast forward to 2020, We left our careers behind, the pandemic is underway, 
And we knew we wanted to create something meaningful for the world. And we kept sort of having this concept in the back of our minds. And what we ended up doing is really taking that and building it out into something bigger. And we created the Human Being Journal, building off of what we learned in that webinar series, incorporating our life experiences, and building something and creating something unique that we felt was missing in the market. So Shiba and I, for many years, were avid journalers. We loved uh, incorporating mindfulness practices into our day-to-day, but we felt there was something missing. And we, in doing some research and really looking into it, one of the things that we didn't find was really a guided journal that allowed us to go really deep into understanding ourselves. And we'd find daily journals, we'd find things focused on productivity or gratefulness and just sort of hacking ways to live a better life, but nothing that really went quite deep. And what we did was create something that was unique, that was a monthly format. So something for busy professionals that you can actually incorporate into your day to day, and really get to know yourself better. So that's sort of how the idea was sparked and came about. And we created this journal, really to help people and the timing was perfect because the pandemic, as you were saying earlier, it really helped make you think of more about your mental health, your life purpose, what you wanted to do in your life. And it just sort of came together at the right time. I've lived through, because I've been doing it for so many years, I can go back years and years and years. And I never called it journaling, but I guess it was. And I remember, and I go back to even before I met Al, I had written my dream about what I wanted the company to look like and details that, you know, we had a curved wall and we had hardwood floors and, and it looked like this. And it's funny how putting pen to paper, and I don't know about the mechanism and maybe, maybe you guys can expand on that, but what is it about writing things down that help you accomplish those things and, and get to a different state? Yeah. I always say when you write something down, you become a witness to your thoughts and it becomes very real. So, and it's something very, very powerful. So it is a way of manifesting. And it's so interesting because when you look back and you see how far your life has come and you go, oh, like I remember writing that down and it happens to us. Shiba and I talk about it all the time. There's so many times where we reflect back and we go, oh, remember when we talked about this or we wrote this down and then years later it comes to fruition. So it is quite a powerful practice when you become a witness to your own thoughts and come to life. It's really interesting that you, that you say that, you know, looking back, because I'll often look back on those things and say, I remember writing at the time and I thought it was impossible at the time. Yeah. And now I look back and say, well, that was actually pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And maybe it didn't seem like that at the time, but so I, I love what you're saying there. And then the thing that I think I missed growing up and would have been very helpful in, in my journaling and, and the books that I took all my notes in, it wasn't guided right? Mm-hmm. It was it was a one-off that I did. And I love that you have a monthly format and the questions are in there to provoke that thought there. So mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting. So I want to take a bit of a detour because I, I really want to hear about your entrepreneurial journey and, and your, in your business. Um, maybe talk to us about a little bit about the big wins you yeah. both had in business so far. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny when it comes to answering this question, because I always have to put into context that we are so new, and we only launched five months ago. And so Jen and I often laugh about this, because we're like, we still feel like we're in our infancy stage. And so it's funny in that stage to talk about your wins, because I think often wins are this thing that you have to have distance from to actually put into perspective. But, you know, I would say that Mahara has been really lucky, and we are very grateful and humbled by 
some of the early success we have seen. And I think it goes back to Jen, what you were saying and, and Robin and Al is that it was one of those things where I think our brand and our product sort of met the times. So I think I would kind of split our wins into three big buckets. So off the bat, there's the big shiny wins. So it's the thing that everybody else sees and reacts most to. So, you know, having a lot of media love right out of launch. We've had so much media embrace us and cover us, which we've been super grateful for. And then obviously the celebrity and influencer endorsement. So everything from, you know, Robin, you mentioned that in your introduction, like having Oprah magazine cover us and making Oprah's wellness list, like that was such a full circle moment for both of us. Because as we were talking about the concept of the journal that was the catalyst was a conversation Oprah had. So it felt so meaningful to us. And then, you know, we've had Jessica Alba sort of endorse us. And again, going back to this idea that people who are building companies and products that have the right intentions, and they want to put good out into the world, which Jessica Alba is doing with Honest Company. And, you know, we've had Jen Atkin, who's a celebrity hairstylist, endorse us, and Lauren Conrad, and just influencers from around the world in Paris and New York, who have just kind of organically found us. So that's definitely been a win for us, because as a small business, that's bootstrapping, that, you know, you need people to sort of do your marketing for you. And that word of mouth machine has really helped us. The second bucket, though, I think is the more meaningful one for us, which is our big wins with our customers. And for us, when we put this product out, it felt like putting our baby out into the world that was going to be critiqued or embraced and seeing customers put their hard earned dollars into buying our journal, and then coming back and then buying more for the people that they loved was such like for me and Jen, that is the most meaningful thing. And that is why we do this. Because to us, that is a direct like endorsement of they believe in our product and they don't just believe in it for themselves. They believe in it enough to give it to people that they love. Right. And just being part of people's journey in such a personal way has meant so much to us at Mahara. And I would say the third bucket in terms of wins is really having sort of companies embrace the journal. So when it comes to gifting it to their employees, to their service providers, to people that they work with every day, because to us, that means that we are sort of hitting that metric we had when we launched, which is really being part of the solution when it comes to mental health, when it comes to your wellness. And so being part of a company's wellness initiative means so much to us, because it's just been a difficult time. And if Mahara can play a role in any way there, that is a huge win for us. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see that it would be very rewarding to know that you're affecting people's mental health and especially in the workplace where that's such an, an obstacle these days and such a challenge. If those have been some of the big wins for you, can you talk about some big lessons? What have you learned so far and what might be your advice for any new and aspiring upcoming entrepreneurs? I would say one of the biggest lessons we had to learn very quickly was being adaptable. So when we actually launched Mahara, we'd quit our jobs and the pandemic hit a few weeks later. So we had this business plan to launch with mastermind events and we're ready to go, excited. We had event dates and everything prepared. And what happened very quickly was that business plan had to be thrown out the window and we had to start from scratch. And we could have either gone in two directions. One was give up completely and go where there's no way this is going to happen or really be adaptable, open-minded and find solutions. And we very quickly had to regroup and think about what we can do differently and what we can offer 
people and provide a solution that was going to be meaningful. So being open-minded, being adaptable, being flexible with what we could offer while still staying true to our vision. So we were very clear early on what our North Star was. We wanted to help people live more mindfully. We wanted to be mission-driven. We wanted to give back. So that was always consistent, but we had to be flexible and be able to change with the times. And we quickly had to say, okay, let's hold off on doing events. And now let's create a product that's going to help people. So the pandemic really sort of drilled that home for us and made us realize how as entrepreneurs, you really have to be open-minded and be able to adapt to external circumstances and what may be thrown your way that you may not be able to plan for. So, Yeah, I just wanted to jump in there too, because me and Jen joke about this all the time when people ask us about like business lessons and advice, because we're like, we could spend an hour talking about that. I think along with being open-minded and being able to pivot, I think one of the big things that we both learned is this idea of really knowing your why. Knowing your why is so crucial to not just your success in business, but in life, right? Because in a business, inevitably, you're going to have those bad days. And so if you can't come back to what is your guiding North Star, you know, A, why do you want to solve this problem? Why do you want to put your blood, sweat and tears into actually making this your life's mission? And being so clear on that and staying in that lane and staying focused because that I really think has been such an anchor for me and Jen. And for us at Mahara, the intention was always clear. We always knew our why. It was to really create like meaningful products and experiences for people so that we could inspire them to live more mindfully. And we never ever, whether it's in our social posts or our products or podcasts or partnerships, we have never ever not looked at it through that lens of why do we want to do this? Because it's deeply personal for us. Yeah, I think the why is so important. And and Robin, you can speak to this too, but we've spent a lot of time even recently just talking about the why for our business. Uh, And I think it's really helped. It's really helped us to be able to communicate that uh, to our clients and to our staff as well. And, uh, you know, just get everyone on the same page and, and rowing in the same direction. Another thing you said, Jen, you used the word adaptable. And it's funny because that has come up a couple of times already today with some of the other interviews that we've had. And it's true, never has there been a more important time for entrepreneurs to be adaptable than over the last year. I think we've all seen people struggle if they can't adapt to what's going on right now. And we've seen people been very, very successful when they can adapt. So I'm glad you brought that up. Do you have any quick tips, some easy tips around mindfulness uh, for our listeners that they can, you know, maybe take a a little bit away from that they can get out of this a short piece of advice? Yeah, I mean, we have all the (laughs) mindfulness tips. I mean, yeah, we would say, obviously, we've talked about journaling. And obviously, the human being journal for us was a journal that we wish was out there. And that's why we created it. I mean, journaling, I know we sort of talked a little bit about the benefits, but it's also just scientifically been proven, like research has shown that journaling helps reduce anxiety and stress, like that is a given and people who practice it, avidly do find that to be something that is beneficial over sort of the course of whether it's a couple of weeks or their lifetime. The other thing we would say is meditation. Meditation has been huge for me and Jen. It's something that we started well over a decade ago. 
And I think a lot of times people are intimidated by meditation because they don't know how to do it. And, you know, are we using the right app or using the right video or whatever it is? I just think it's this intimidating idea because we're not taught as a society and as a culture to be able to sit still with your own thoughts. Like we're always looking for the next exit or the next escape. And I think meditation really allows you to create that sacred space in your life every day, whether it's five minutes or whether it's an hour, whatever works for you. And I always say to people, it's baby steps, right? Like, yes, you can invest in that annual app, whether it's Buddhify or Calm or Headspace, but you could also just start small, right? Five to 10 minutes. There's tons of free guided meditations on YouTube and Spotify, just like get curious and lean into the practice and be consistent with it. And we promise that your life will be better for it. And I know, Jen, you probably have tips too. I would say just to add to that is, for me, the thing that I find is quick and easy, you don't have to have any experience is just go for a walk in nature. Whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes, you will instantly feel more present and you will be better off for it. So a simple walk, be close to some trees, go to a park, if you have any hiking trails, whatever it is, I find it is a simple practice that allows you to be mindful. And a lot of times I think people don't realize mindfulness, there's so many different ways that you can practice mindfulness. And it's just start with something that you know that you can incorporate. And as Shiva mentioned, it's that consistency that's really going to help show you results. So whether it's journaling or meditating or going for a walk, do that consistently. And over time, you will see the real benefits that comes from that. Yeah. And I think the one thing I did want to add here to what Jen is saying is that whether it's journaling or whether it's meditation or whether it's spending time in nature, the whole point of mindfulness practices is to learn to be hyper present and your mm-hmm. life is happening in the now right? And when you are not able to be present or cultivate the skill to be present, you're missing your life, right? People are distracted, they're on their phones, they're having a conversation, but are they really having a conversation? You know, when you're taking a shower, when was the last time you actually were in the shower, not thinking about your million things on your to do list. And so all of these practices are just a muscle in really learning to be here in the now. So you don't miss your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, That's the end goal here. To that point, Shiva, when you're talking about that, uh, I'm thinking about the one thing that I really love to do is get on my bike and Mm -hmm. I I ride. And of course, there's the physical uh, fitness element to that. But quite honestly, the biggest thing I get out of it is that's my hour or two where I'm in my own space. And you're right, I forget about everything else that's going on. I don't know if that's meditation, but it certainly is where I clear my mind. And that's my own time. I clear my head and I come back maybe more physically fit for sure, but definitely more mentally fit. So I I can definitely relate to that. This is such important information because I'll use myself as an example. And Al, you're the same. I know like our calendars are packed and, and especially these days today, for example, it's podcast Friday, I'm behind a screen and I haven't moved since Mm -hmm. this morning, since we first started this morning, but I'm going to take your advice immediately after this, because between the episodes, I have about 30 minutes. I am going to go for a walk. I do have trails near me mm-hmm. and I'm going to get out and, and enjoy that time. But it's funny. And maybe, maybe you can clarify this because for me, one of the reasons I love doing the podcast is my life is so busy mm-hmm. and this is a time that we schedule and usually, you know, 20 to 30 minutes where I can turn everything off. And we did that at the top of when we started, Hey, let's make sure all our notifications up. 
and I can focus on the people that I'm chatting with and having that conversation. And for us to sit down on a regular day and Mm -hmm. have a conversation like we're having, it probably wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love having these, you know, these focused conversations where we can put the world aside. And so for me, this is very therapeutic being able mm-hmm. to turn everything off. And, but I do agree. I mean, I love the idea of the journaling and I, and I love the idea of having someone guide that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I love it. So you guys are doing so much and, and I see you on LinkedIn and, and, and you're in such a network where you guys are so motivating, inspiring. What's next for the company? Yeah, well, we have, we have lots on the go. One of the biggest things that we're working on right now is getting ourselves set up to ship internationally. So since we've launched, we've had a lot of people reach out to us on social media asking when they can get this overseas. Um, So from the UK to Australia to Japan, from all over the world. So that's one of the big areas of focus for us is to just scale and be able to go international. And then Shiva, do you want to share some? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, listen, that is always a loaded question for us because Jen (laughs) and I have a million ideas every day. It's all about like how many hours are there in the day? I think to Jen's point, we definitely want to scale this internationally. We also are in the midst right now of sort of ideating around some new products. Also, when it comes to the human being journal, sort of offering more colors and some sort of upgrades to it. And we definitely will be sort of launching our own podcast in the coming months and stuff. So there's sort of lots of exciting things. But I think for us, it's really about staying open to what our community wants and needs and constantly sort of adding value to their lives. So yeah, I mean, there's lots of exciting things, but. And uh, the other piece too, our journals are also now available in Indigo stores. So in the retail stores, we'd uh, closed a partnership with them earlier this year. So it was online and now it's going to be in stores across the country. So that's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. So that's, thank you, Jen. Yes. Continuing that sort of building that Indigo partnership for sure. Well, you've both talked about the theme of adding value. And I just want to say on behalf of Al and I, I think you would agree you definitely added value to our lives, this conversation, as well as our previous one. And I'm so happy that you're in our network now, because mm-hmm. uh, I think you are inspiring leaders, both to the younger generation, as, as well as to people like Al and I, because I love having these conversations. And I will get off a conversation like this and go away thinking, man, this is fantastic. And of course, I've got my book here, and I've already got some things that I want to that I want to write down and you know make things happen. So thanks so much for joining us today, Sheba and Genevieve, and thank you for sharing your amazing story. Uh, I've said it to you before, you're so inspiring. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about what you two are doing? Yeah, so on social media, we're very active on Instagram. We have a community that we're continuing to build. So that's at Mahara Mindfulness. And then our website is maharamindfulness.com. And our journals are also obviously available on the website, but you can also buy them at Indigo. Okay, awesome. Well, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. Success leaves clues, my friends. And remember, it all starts with one. Thank you.